Hello, knowledge seekers. In this episode of 20 Minute Books, we delve into the profound reflections captured in Faith, Hope, and Carnage, a dialogue between the enigmatic musician Nick Cave and the astute journalist Sean O'Hagan. Published in 2022, this book offers insight into Cave's artistic journey, addressing the complexities of creativity, love, addiction, and the ever-pervasive digital world. However, at its core, it's a meditation on grief, anchored by Cave's poignant experiences following the tragic loss of his son Arthur. Nick Cave, an iconic figure in the music world, has been enthralling listeners with his intense, soul-stirring compositions for nearly five decades, with a career spanning from his formative years in the birthday party to international acclaim with the Bad Seeds. His songs often grapple with themes of violence, spirituality, passion, and mortality. Sean O'Hagan, heralding from Northern Ireland, brings a rich background in journalism focused on the arts, especially photography and music, setting the stage for this compelling exchange. Faith, hope, and carnage is essential for long-standing followers of Nick Cave, who have been mesmerized by his transformation since the birthday party era, as well as those who have recently discovered his magic through albums like Ghostine or through his candid communication on the Red Hand Files. This book also resonates deeply with anyone navigating the turbulent waters of grief, offering solace and understanding through Cave's vulnerable and raw narrative. Faith, Hope and Carnage, a meditation on faith, art, music, freedom, grief and love. Introduction, Finding Solace in the Shadows with Nick Cave. Nick Cave, iconic musician, storyteller and enigmatic frontman, has long captivated audiences with his brooding lyrics and intense performances. From the smoky venues of Melbourne to the avant-garde pulsations of Berlin, Cave has donned many masks, each shrouding him in mystique as the epitome of a darker artistic vision. But beneath the stage persona lies a man of profound depth and vulnerability, shaped by life's sharpest sorrows. In 2015, the fabric of Cave's world was torn asunder when his son, Arthur, was suddenly wrenched away by death's indifferent grasp at the tender age of 15. In the face of such wrenching loss, Cave could have receded into solitude. Instead, he turned his tragedy into a bridge, spanning the gap between his heart and the hearts of others. His response was a poignant piece of artistry, Ghostine, a 2019 album that wraps the raw ache of his heartbreak in ethereal soundscapes and poetic melancholy. Cave's openness extends into the digital realm with the Red Hand Files, a space where the veil between artist and admirer is lifted. Here, nothing is too sacred or painful to share. He responds with unguarded honesty to questions from fans that range from dealing with personal tragedy to pursuing creativity amidst the chaos of existence. It's within this candid arena that faith, hope, and carnage emerges, set as a series of conversations with journalist Sean O'Hagan. This book is not merely a memoir, it's an encounter with an artist who has stared into the abyss and emerged, not unscarred but unfaltering. Here, Cave addresses the questions that haunt us all. 
How does one navigate the roughest storms of life? What fuels the human spirit when hope seems a flickering candle in the wind? And how does creativity act, not as an escape from anguish, but as its alchemy? Those seeking insights on enduring and transforming through suffering. Behold, Cave extends an invitation to explore the caverns of his experiences and the resilience that allows him to continue crafting his art, undiminished by the trials of life. Part 1. Delving into the Lyrical Labyrinth with Nick Cave Imagine standing before an expanse of untouched canvas or an empty sheet of paper, the eternity of a silent beginning. For Nick Cave, veteran of over 250 songs, this starting line can be as daunting as for any fledgling artist. Each new composition brings its own set of terrors, challenging even this seasoned songwriter with the vast unknown of the creative process. But why does Cave endure this seemingly Sisyphean task? At 65, he could rest on his laurels, join his fellow rock legends in a comfortable retirement or simply fade away. Yet, Cave is propelled forward, driven by a force that's elusive even to him. Crafting songs from scratch is like wrestling with shadows, a constant battle with self-doubt and anxiety. Visions like the one that inspired his album Ghostine, an ice sculpture of a man dissolving under a relentless sun, provide a rare guiding light. More often, however, he starts with fragments, little piles of words that seem hopeless and insignificant, causing such despair that his wife, Susie, can recognize when he's trapped in this phase. The breakthroughs, though, come when those fragmented pieces start twinkling amidst the creative rubble, connections spark to life, forming a constellation of meaning, as if deciphering a secret code hidden within. Cave describes this as moving beyond the superficial, residual idea, a false muse that feels comfortable but breeds repetition, to something genuinely fresh and unexpected, even if that brings unease. Cave's refusal to settle for the easy path may have alienated some fans, but it's a price he willingly pays. He doesn't desire a static audience, but one that evolves along with him. Provocation has been a constant in Cave's journey. From his days as a rebellious punk to his current stance as a mature artist, he maintains that art should challenge and disturb, holding a mirror up to the uncomfortable truths of life. In this light, he views cancel culture with skepticism, acknowledging the importance of accountability while worrying that a culture of instant rejection stifles the daring and exploration essential to true artistry. When Cave steps on stage, all these elements converge. Charismatic showmanship, the haunting distillation of song, and an almost religious fervor. It's in this live communion that he finds a parallel to the spiritual uplift of a church service. Through the act of performing, he feeds off the crowd's energy, finding another kind of nourishment that sustains his enduring voyage in music. So what is the heartbeat of Cave's relentless pursuit? It is the quest for re-enchantment, for falling in love with the world's wonder over and over again. Whether by sculpting an evocative lyric, wrestling with new ideas, or immersing himself in the transcendent exchange of performance, it is within the acts of creation and connection that Nick Cave continuously discovers his raison d'etre. Part 2. 
The Complexities of Love in the Life of Nick Cave. Picture, a rowdy Saturday in the late 70s in Melbourne's bohemian St Kilda. There's Nick Cave, the electrifying frontman of the birthday party, commanding the stage amidst a crowd that's equal parts adoring and aggressive. The band made its name on a mix of sharp songwriting and a penchant for provocation. This was Cave's domain, a world of performances where the threat of a fistfight hung as heavy as the smoke in the air. Eventually, the perfect storm of addiction and clashing egos signaled the disbandment of his musical troupe, as his own vices claimed center stage. Leap to the 2020s, and we find Cave in quite a different setting. The English seaside serenity of Brighton, married to fashion designer Susie Bick. From illicit substances to the art of ceramics, from punk dens to pink kitchens, his evolution seems a story of transformation courtesy of love. Yes, Cave experienced love long before his domestic bliss, notably from his mother, Dawn. Even amid his youthful escapades that would have any parent on edge, it was her unwavering support that served as a stabilizing force, a safety net ensuring that Cave's flirtations with the edge of darkness didn't consume him. Susie Bick would become the catalyst for another profound turnaround. Meeting as kindred spirits haunted by their battles with addiction, their bond was immediate yet fraught with the peril of relapse. A painful period of separation followed their initial romance until Susie's reappearance at Cave's doorstep rekindled the flame and urged him towards sobriety. The tapestry of Cave's life would darken once more with an unfathomable tragedy the loss of his son, Arthur. It's captured heartbreakingly on Ghostine, where a simple scene of Susie by the radio fractures into a haunting repetition of love declared amid a soundscape of sorrow. Though the declaration is wearied by grief, it's love's persistent grip that pulled Cave through the anguish. Throughout Cave's life, the thread of love has trailed alongside the grim and the glorious, mother, muse, and marriage each a defining marker on his journey, shaping the artist, the man, the survivor. Cave's world has been pierced by love's remarkable power to both shatter and shelter, echoing as a refrain of resilience no matter how exhausted or broken it might emerge. Part 3. Grief's Echo and the Indelible Change in Nick Cave There are calls that can pivot a life on its axis, those jarring moments that cleave time into a before, and an after. For Nick Cave, it was a routine afternoon disrupted by his son Arthur's phone number flashing across the screen, heralding a nightmare. The voice that filled the silence was not his son's but a stranger's, delivering a prelude to a tragedy at the cliff's edge. After the unfathomable confirmation of Arthur's passing, after police visits, identification of the body, and the surreal serenity of a child in eternal rest, Cave stood on the precipice of despair. He imagined himself so full of sorrow that one false step could cause him to shatter into pieces. Survival, as Cave reflects, came through the pillar of his relationship with Susie. The notion that they were strong for weathering the storm of grief doesn't sit well with him, yet he acknowledges the robust bond they share. Work became a refuge, with Susie immersing herself in her fashion label and Cave, shrouded in grief, pressing on to complete Skeleton Tree.
But it was Ghostine, an album born in the shadow of loss, where Cave sensed the veil between life and spirituality grow thin. He felt Arthur's presence infused within the music, a haunting accompaniment both on the album and on stage, Arthur's parting gift. The couple learned to see Arthur's impact beyond his physical absence, recognizing the myriad gifts he had given them in life and in death, from the profound empathy of others to the bravery to defy conventions. If the world adhered to rules, cave muses, no parent would ever have to bear the burden of outliving a child. Cave describes an expansion of the heart. Once stretched by the enormity of grief, it now can hold other emotions with newfound depth, including joy. But Cave doesn't entertain the fantasy of trading these profound changes for the chance to bring Arthur back. Such deals don't exist. Grief has not transformed him, for he knows this is not an experience one passes through. Rather, it is a realm in which one remains. It has segmented his life, distinguishing the person he once was from the person he is now. The thread of Arthur's memory weaves through his existence, shaping all that he does, past, present, and future. Through grief, Cave encountered seclusion, but also discovered an intricate connection with the world, an understanding that everyone is bound to face their own form of profound loss eventually. This inevitability, rather than casting a shadow of pessimism, kindled a sense of unity within him. It was this sense of unity, this kinship with the human condition, that motivated Cave to harness his shared experience and from it seek to build something transformative. Part 4. Embracing Hope Through the Red Hand Files Nick Cave's journey from darkness to daylight began with an outpour of letters following Arthur's passing. Instead of sinking into isolation, Cave chose to open his heart to the torrent of words from strangers, letters brimming with stories of pain and pleas for solace. This was the inception of the Red Hand Files, a testament to collective grief and shared humanity. The act of responding, Cave reflects, mirrors the nuanced art of songwriting, uncertain at first, but with a patient pursuit of meaning that slowly unveils itself. Over 200 responses later, Cave's initiative has grown into a digital monument to empathy and understanding. Though Cave receives dozens of letters daily, he commits to reading every one, treating the reading process as an act of meditation, a quiet prayer. A recurring message echoes through these correspondences. Suffering is an inextricable thread binding us all. One poignant track from Ghostine, titled Hollywood, culminates with the Buddhist tale of Kisa Gotami, a grieving mother whose odyssey in search of a mustard seed from a home untouched by sorrow illuminates the Buddha's wisdom on suffering. It's this profound sense of its universality that could plunge one into despair, yet Cave finds in it a call to action. The Nick Cave that once thrived on youthful disdain now perceives joy as the true insurgents, an act of defiance against the world's disarray and cruelty. Love for Cave is dually edged, where pain and grief are inevitable consorts. Yet it is grief that often paves the way for love to follow, sneaking in quietly after devastation has breached the threshold. In the Red Hand Files, Cave weaves sorrow into connection, transforming personal anguish into bridges that span the chasms between strangers. It's here he pens the poignant words, 
dread grief trails bright phantoms in its wake. In these words an affirmation, that even in the deepest sorrow, the spectres of joy and hope shimmer, restless and uncontained. Final Summary the narrative of Nick Cave is one that interlaces the strains of his music with the deep chords of love and the profound silence of grief. In his haunting journey through life's darkest corridors, Cave has discovered that while grief is a multiform presence within him, it has also become a vessel for outreach and unity. His transformation into a figure who both embodies and reflects sorrow to others occurs through his creative endeavors with the bad seeds the tender and unwavering bond with his wife Susie, and the communal embrace of the Red Hand Files. The profound suffering cave has experienced not only reshaped his inner world, but also extended to forge an unexpected communion with others. This broadened perspective has turned the personal into the universal, allowing grief to emerge not only as an isolating force, but as a paradoxical gift that fosters human connection. Nick Cave through his art, love, and dedication to the human collective, offers an empowering testament to the resilience of the human spirit, finding in the wake of tragedy a passageway to healing and shared understanding. Thank you for joining me today on this journey of learning and discovery as we explored the insights of another thought-provoking book in our growing library of knowledge. If you've enjoyed our time together, please take a moment to follow our podcast, give us a five-star rating, and share 20-minute books with other knowledge seekers. Your support truly means a lot. Don't forget to join me again in the next episode, where we will delve into another enriching book. Until then, happy reading and happy listening.